Hello again. My name is William Toady, retired Navy captain, former commanding officer of USS Indianapolis, former chief executive officer of Spartan Corporation. And again, my book is From CEO to CEO, A Practical Guide for Transitioning from Military to Industry Leadership. I'm doing these podcasts, one per chapter, to give you an idea of the kind of material covered in the book. Today, we're going to talk about chapter two, titled Knowing When to Make Your Move. So let's jump right in it. I open chapter two with the point that Businesses make all decisions, including hiring decisions, based on a return on investment or ROI analysis. And nothing comes to a business for free. Everything from engineering designs to investment in manufacturing equipment to people require an investment on the part of that business. And in, in every time they make one of these decisions, they think about how long it's going to take to make a return on that investment. What's the break-even point gonna be? And when will they start making money on that investment? And that even includes the decision to hire you. Initially, you're gonna cost them money. And at some point, if you do a good job, they'll break even on the investment they've made in you. And sooner or later, hopefully, you'll start making them money. Only when you reach that point are things working in your favor. And it's really important for you to understand that point. Because the sooner you can begin to contribute, the quicker you reach that break-even point and the quicker they're gonna start recouping their investment in you. Now, some jobs are obviously gonna take longer than others for them to reach that break-even point. If the job is complex and a lot of training is involved, they're gonna have to invest a lot of time and money in you. And as they invest that time and money, it's gonna take them longer to reach that break-even point and begin to see a return on your investment. You need to understand that. But let me tell you, that's the kind of job you want. You want the kind of job where your employer sees future potential in you and is willing to invest money in you and time in you because that's where you're gonna grow the most and that has the most potential upside. So it's absolutely the kind of job you can seek out. Now, the truth is, although a company's not allowed to talk about age, it's a protected class. Age is a protected factor. They can't hire you or not hire you based on your age. They are allowed to think about what kind of future you might have with them. And that concept is referred to in industry as runway. They won't say, how old are you when they hire you? In other words, how much time has passed in your life? But it is perfectly fair for them to contemplate how much runway you have left how much time you have potential to return their investment in you. And by the way, you need to think about runway too, and we'll talk about that later. But from a company's perspective, the later you transition to your civilian job in life, the less time they have to develop you. And because of that, the less potential investment they're likely to make in you. And that's an important consideration that determines when you leave the service and when you transition to industry. Remember that the title of this chapter is Knowing When to Make the Move. I'm not going to tell you what the right answer is. The right answer is different for everyone. What I will tell you is 
All things being equal, the longer you have in your civilian job, the more likely you will be to achieve higher success. I preface that statement by saying all things being equal. Let me tell you, all things are not equal. There are a few people who left the military after, let's say, a single tour of duty, five, six years, let's say, transitioned to industry, and later became wildly successful. Some, several, in fact, Fortune 500 CEOs are veterans. Did one tour in military, got out, and then spent an entire career in industry and achieved great success. Does that mean you should get out after one tour in the military? No, not at all. Let me tell you, for every one of those people that got out after one tour and achieved great success in industry, there are hundreds of thousands who got out after one tour in the military and 30 years later they were essentially doing the same job that they were doing when they first got out. So there are a lot of failures to go along with those very few success stories. There is advantages and disadvantages to staying in the military longer. The advantage is you get a better strategic view. You learn to understand your warfighting community better. And if you're going to a defense company, that could have great value to that defense company. You might hone some of your leadership skills. There's positive and negatives to that, by the way, because you might also develop leadership tendencies that later have to be unlearned when you join industry. But there are advantages to staying in the military longer. There are disadvantages, and it has to do with that runway thing I talked about. The longer you stay in, the less runway you have with your civilian company, and the longer it's gonna take you to reach that what it's called your peak earning years, and the shorter amount of time you will have in those peak earning years to accumulate the kind of wealth that's gonna allow you to retire comfortably. So again, the situation's different for everyone. I'm not going to try to tell you what the right answer is for you. I will say that I spent 26 years on active duty, and in the 15 years I spent in industry, I did just fine. So it can be done. I did ascend to the lofty perch of being a CEO in my 15 years in industry. But does that mean it will work for you? I can't say. I will say that military service is a calling, and I believe that everyone should stay in as long as they're contributing, adding value, and enjoying it, which is what I did. I left at an inflection point in my career where I said to myself, if I don't leave at this time in my life, I'll find myself being too old to have a viable second career. What I'll end up doing is a job and not a second career. So I very deliberately picked a point in my life that I call the sweet spot, which is where I was senior enough to have led large organizations in the military and proven my skills at leading large organizations, but still young enough that I could have a viable second career. And in my opinion, that point is somewhere early 40s, after you've done a, a command tour, let's say. I, I actually stayed in for, for three command tours, but somewhere in there is about right. If you stay in any longer than that, then you do risk your ability to have a fruitful, full second career. In my book, I also talk about those of you who think you want to be a general or an admiral and stay in for that. There are definite advantages if you're honest with yourself about your chances for making general or admiral, but there are also pretty significant disadvantages, and you need to understand both of those. So, these are all the kinds of things I cover in Chapter 2. I hope you find this discussion valuable. What we're going to do in Chapter 3 
is cover 12 important lessons that I learned over the course of my industry career. Took me a decade or so to learn these things that I call things I wish I knew back when. That's what we'll cover in chapter three. See you then. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.